Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. Can you see Meshach and Tubal there? Good. You see Meshach, Armenia, that's what is the current nation of what? Of Turkey. Then you will understand why Turkey suddenly turned against Israel. Harassing Israel, supporting the Palestinians, and so on and so forth. Those nations of Ezekiel 38 are listed there. You have Persia is actually all of Iran. You have, and that is, that, like I said, the Islamic portion that is going to now team up in seeking vengeance over Israel for the victory that Israel had over them, they will now pass through those nations of Ammon, of the Moabites, and go on and try to step into the land of Israel. We are saying this so that we can bring the scriptures alive to the events we are seeing today. Not because we are trying to share any, to show ourselves superior to anybody in terms of knowledge, but that you may see before your very, events are unfolding before your very eyes saying, how ready are you? How ready are you? What's your life like? In terms of the manner of life that you are living. In holiness, in righteousness, and so on and so forth. This cycle of time, and I shudder to go to the extent that that broadcaster said, I gave you at the time that we were doing the series in um, in University of Lagos, a CD, a DVD that I've never allowed to be aired. That when, if you have it, just remember, go and look at it. I'm sure you haven't looked at it yourself. Specific calculations in terms of timing and so on and so forth, tied to the moons and so on, that speak things that I also am frightened to even air it to anybody. We know more than we can share. But we speak with wisdom amongst those who are learned that you may be ready. Oh, 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 oh. That there be no tears in that day when it suddenly appears and you find that you are not ready. All the cries that you have been hearing about drinking from the cup of Babylon, this is the time to throw the cup away. And look at your life as I'm looking at mine every day. Every day. The worship of self. People talk of idols as if idols are something that are there. The greatest idol is who? Me. I want to please me. I want to clothe me. I want to be this, I want to be that. Let God be who he wants to be. Let him increase while you decrease. Because the greatest idol to deal with is you. Let me go on. I'm paraphrasing this because I'm not going according to my scripts because of, of the time. Elam, neither Elam nor the countries listed in Psalm 83 are mentioned in the list of those cooperating with Russia. Because Gog and Magog are the ones with whom Mesek and Tubal, with whom 
you have partial treaters they are aligned with who are going to come. They have a specific objective. They have what they want to achieve. They want to destroy Israel. They want to go there and mop up and take things. Then the eternal God himself will step in and there will be a shaking. The things that we are saying, I don't know. But like I said the first time that I spoke about the blood rumors, what if it were true? We are looking at a cycle of 2014 to 2017. I don't know. But what if it were true? What if it were true? You have your dreams. You have your vision of what you want to become and so on and so forth. Remember what we read. said all of all the earth will melt away. My multi-million Nara estate is not going to be there anymore. I love the way the message put it. Can we go back to that second Peter uh, chapter, chapter 3 and look at the way message put it. I'm not done yet. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing and running. This, this script will be available for those who want to search the world. Uh, God is in late with yes. his promise. Yes. As some measure lateness. Mm -hmm. He is restraining himself on account of you. Mm. Holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. He's giving everyone what? And time to do what? Yes, go on. But when the day of God's judgment does come, it will be unannounced. Like a thief, the sky will collapse with a thunderous bang. Everything disintegrating in, in a huge conflagra conflagration. Earth and all its works exposed to the scrutiny of judgment. Since everything here today might well be gone tomorrow, do you see how essential it is to live a holy life? Go on. Daily, ex daily expect the day of God, eager for its arrival. The galaxies will burn up and the elements melt down that day. But we'll hardly notice. We'll hardly be This is the one I'm looking for. But we'll it says we will do what? You hardly notice because you are not concentrating on it. But if you are concentrating on it, your heart will fail. Everything you have labored for, all my trouble, everything is burning up. Oh God, what are they? But say you will hardly notice. You are ready for the promised new heavens and promised new earth, all landscaped with what? With righteousness. So, my dear friends, since this is what you will have to look forward to, do your very best to be found doing what? Living at your best in what? What I've been teaching with respect to love and fellowship is not without foundation. And we're saying this to ourselves so we know what it is that we are up against. The powers that were in, in Ezekiel chapter 38 and chapter 39 are indicated there. You see the nations Tubal and Magog and so on and so forth. And you will find Babylonia Assyria as you have in that map. That's actually the Iraq of today. The place where all the killing of the Christians and so on and so forth, where it's all going on. God has a remnant even in those lands. And if we are being in alignment with him in terms of what he wants us to do, we will do everything in our power to keep raising the alarm. Raising the alarm and giving opportunity to everyone to hear the gospel of Christ independent of what it is and who you are. I've given this one here. 
in a way that makes it possible for you to see all of those nations that we have talked about. Where Iran is as Persia, where Iraq is as Babylon and Assyria, where Mesek and Tubal is as Turkey, and where you have Gog and Magog as Russia. Russia will team up with the disgruntled elements of the defeated Persia. The Muslim hardcore destroyers, they will team up together with Turkey and be that advanced team that want to go and do the deeds that are spoken in Ezekiel 38 and 39. And then all the things that God has spoken in terms of him stepping down on Mount Olive, you will see them unravel. Those portions I leave to Pastor Tox when he deals with part two of what he's saying. My job is to cause you to see the events that are going on today in relation to the timings of the blood moon and get you to understand what is at stake. Are you with me, people? And we are saying it not just in this assembly. We are saying it to all of Christendom that will hear. That those who don't understand, they would also search the scriptures and see what God is saying. I'm going to run rapidly to the concluding portion of this because we have a time to break bread in a way that I can get everybody out of here as I promised. Now, Persia was identified in Ezekiel 38 because the Iranian Muslims that survived the disaster spoken of in Jeremiah 49, 34 to 39 will coalesce with Russia for revenge against Israel. Iranian leaders will be dwelling in a weakened condition and extremely vulnerable after the fulfillment of Jeremiah's prophecy. Russian promises of restoration to religious, economic, and military prominence will allure the Iranian leadership hook, line, and sinker into the Magog coalition. Iran will be allured by Russia's evil plan to capture Israel's inherent wealth of, of gas and other natural resources, along with the spoils of war captured by the Israeli Defense Forces in the aftermath of Psalm 83. Iran will be among the first to enlist as an Ezekiel invader along with Turkey against Israel. But the majority of surviving Elamites, Iranians, will be exiled globally and seek no part in the Gog Magog invasion. Very few will return to fight along Israel, uh, sorry, along Russia. But many will come to the saving faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I have video, uh, the video clip number two, please? So that you can see what God is doing in different places amongst the nations that we call Islamic. Despicable as you find the acts of many, as I've shown you, God still has a remnant whose ears are being opened to his word. God is looking for that same remnant in this nation. He's looking for that remnant in different places. And I urge you, just listen to this. It's something that has almost gone viral, but I thought it was important for the entire church. And I believe Allah never married, so no son for Allah. So I preach there that Jesus is not God. Then somebody asked me, who is Jesus? From the crowd. Maybe a Muslim, but he asked me, who is Jesus? I was preaching he is not God. But the question, who is he? To know who is he, I read the entire Quran once again. 114 chapters, 6,666 verses in Quran. 
When I read it, the name of Prophet Muhammad I found in Quran four places, but the name of Jesus I found 25 places. There itself I was little confused why Quran giving more preference for Jesus. And second thing, I could not see any women's name in Quran, Prophet Muhammad's mother name or wife's name or children's name, no. In the Quran there is only one woman name I found, Maryam, the mother of Jesus. No other woman name. And in the Holy Quran chapter 3, the name of the chapter is Family of Maryam. And the Holy Quran chapter 19, the name of the chapter itself is Maryam. One chapter is Maryam. So I was very curious to know why this Quran says all these things. About Maryam, the Holy Quran chapter 3 verses 34 onwards says that Mary was born without original sin. She never committed any sin in her life. She was ever virgin. The uh, Quran chapter 50 verses 23 says that she went to heaven with her physical body. Even the assumption is written in Holy Quran. And then about Jesus, when I read chapter 3 verses 45 to 55 verses, there are 10 points which Quran makes about Jesus. The first thing Quran says Kalimatullah, the Arabic word which means word of God. And the second thing Ruhullah which means spirit of God. And the third is Isal Masih which means Jesus Christ. So Quran gives the name for Jesus, word of God, spirit of God, Jesus Christ. And then Quran says that Jesus spoke when he was very small, like two days old after his birth. He began to speak. Quran says that Jesus created a live bird with mud. He took some mud, formed a bird, when he breathed it into it became a live bird. So I think that he can give life. He give life to a mud, clay. And then Quran says that Jesus cured a man born blind and a man with leukoderma, leprosy, etc. Continuously Quran says that Jesus gave life to dead people. Jesus went to heaven, he is still alive and he will come again. When I saw all these things in Quran, my thinking was what the Quran says about uh, Muhammad. You know, according to Quran, Prophet Muhammad is not the word of God, not the spirit of God, never spoke when he was two days old, never created any bird with mud, never cured any sick people, never raised any dead people, he himself died. And according to Islam, he is not alive and he will not come back. So there is a lot of difference between these two prophets. I, I, I don't call Jesus as God, you know, my idea was he's a prophet, but he's a prophet greater than Muhammad. So one day I went to my teacher, the one who taught me 10 years in Arabic always, and I asked him, teacher, how did God created the universe? Then he said, God created the universe through the word, through the word. Then my question, word is creator or creation? Must clear it. My question, whether the word of God is creator or creation? Quran says Jesus is word of God. If my teacher said the word of God is creator, which means Jesus is creator, then the Muslims must become Christian. Thank you. Please, sometimes I don't share your undue excitement. All I want is for you to see what God is doing. So that you also know and you are balanced in your thinking. And doing what is required of you in terms of sharing with God to all and sundry. Yes, they may have heard, they may be killers of Christians and killers of Jews. God still has a remnant that needs to hear. Can I have an amen? amen. God has a remnant that needs to hear. And that's the responsibility that we are not going to throw away. Neither does it take away from my absolute commitment and responsibility in the support of Israel as the people of God, as my brethren, as the people that God used to also bring me into the faith.
so that we need to understand in terms of our preparation um, said the majority of surviving Elamites will be exiled globally and seek no part in the Gog, the Gog and Magog invasion. Very few will return to fight along Russia, but many will come to the saving faith in the Messiah. They will have learned an invaluable lesson about the fatal flaws of the rogue Islamic regime and will flee to Christ for their peace and restitution. Many of the Iranians in their diaspora will preach the gospel throughout the world also. There are several other reasons why Jeremiah, well, I'm going to skip this for those who want to do uh, further research. Because uh, we are, if we are going to leave here by one o'clock, we need to stop in the next couple of minutes. I'll skip the whole section. Let me go to the concluding portions. Luke 21, verse 34 to verse 36. And this is where I'm like, I'm, I want to, to, to conclude this portion dealing with the issue of is speaking the truth and speaking for Israel. And take heed to yourselves. Yes. Lest at any time your heart be overcharged with suffering. Yes. And drunkenness. Yes. And cares of this life. Yes. And so that, so, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always. That ye may be accounted worthy. Why am I going back to this? The, exactly the pattern that you found in what Peter said, in what John said, in what Paul said, they took exactly after the Lord Jesus Christ said here. The whole reason of watching is to the intent that you might be what? Accounted worthy. Worthy to, to escape the things which shall come upon the face of the earth. And in get it, to be counted worthy, what are you supposed to avoid? Carousing and so on and so forth that he listed. Let's go back there. Because it's good for us to hear this. According to Strong's Concordance, agrupneo is a Greek word that is translated watch. It means to be sleepless. That is, keep awake. Be sleepless. Keep awake. Whenever the Bible mentions being asleep or tell us to, have to wake up, it refers to our spiritual state. And all that we have been saying and hammering, I've, I don't know how many times I've repeated it in the course of this exhortation, that the whole purpose of all of this is for you to be awake. To look at your spiritual state. And see if the Lord were to come today. Is your heart overcharged with suffering? Are you caught with drunkenness that has made you to lose sense of direction? That you don't even know where we are going. Just free floating. Life is good. Let's enjoy it. Less in the enjoyment of it. You get caught off. This issue of referring to the spiritual state, if you look at Matthew 25, 5, Romans chapter 13, verse 11, 1 Thessalonians 5, 6, and 8, you'll see it repeated over and over and over. Some Bible versions use the word such words that don't go to sleep at the switch. That's the message. Be always on the watch. NIV. Ready at all time. New century version. Keep awake. Amplified version. Keep on the alert. Stay awake. ESV. 
keep a constant watch, living Bible. Beware of slumbering. New Testament for modern speech. Each time he says, watch. It is spiritual. It is not physical. And the whole reason why he is asking us to watch is to the intent that when the master shows up, your life is right. Give me these three scriptures in rapid succession. And I would have closed this ministration here before I show another clip. Hebrews 13 verse 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself for the watch for your souls as they, have, as they that must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. We watch over your souls. And Hebrews 10, 22 to 25. Why, what are we watching over your souls for? What are we watching over your souls for? Let us draw near with a true heart. Yes. In full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from all evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Then you understand all that we taught during that three days of waiting when we try to understand exactly what does fellowship mean. The things that we are unable to accomplish during that teaching by the grace of God when a question and answer is being done. And I've asked Pastor Dele to set the time up for us, all those who are present at that time. Because all of these things, they are interwoven in terms of our preparedness for the coming of the Lord. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to what? To good works. Then, not, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. You have your reasons, but the scriptures already predicted it. As will be your manner. You have a reason why you can't be in church. You have a reason why you can't be in fellowship. You have a reason why you can't make it to church. But every reason that you throw up for not being there, you are fulfilling prophecy. Take it to yourselves, my beloved. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, rather exhorting one another. And when I told you what it meant to exhort, it's not a question of doing it. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a necessity. It's a compulsion. I have the duty to be sure that I exhort my brother and my sister when he is going wrong. I don't say, look, look this, this is, is not my business. You will not be fulfilling the spirit of Christ. We need this truth told to ourselves in the manner in which we conduct ourselves every day, whether we are together or whether we are not. Exhorting one another and so much the more. If we have not been doing it before and if we've been doing it, we are supposed to do it how many more times? Much more the more. As you see what? The day approaching. Is the day approaching or not? I leave you to judge. Give me that last clip, please, before I round up here and, and just finish this. Can I have the last clip? I love this one because it's something that I actually went out to look for myself. And it speaks to this issue of what is it that is really making it impossible for you to focus. What is it that is making it impossible for us to be who God wants us to be? It's Something that an, a Jewish rabbi actually 
please be sure. Okay, very good. You got this one right. This was an interview with God. Listen. I'm leaving this with you as a conclusion to the series that was started during the fasting meeting. Wrapping all the issues concerning the time and our conduct towards God and our conduct towards one another in the house of God. And finishing with these two scriptures that I want to take from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, New Living Translation. And I want every one of us to read this from 14 to 18. And then I'll take Psalm 34, which I'll read myself. Because all of these things are tied together. Not just in terms of admonishing ourselves, exhorting ourselves to love, taking account of the time. Speaking the truth and speaking to Israel was to draw attention to time. But the other elements of completion in terms of being together of one mind, having the same vision, having the same heart, and loving in the manner that God says, the emblem of my family is what? The only emblem that God gave his family is not how much money you have, how big my house is, or how great my car is. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, you love one another. You look at Barcelona with their stripes, you know them. You look at Manchester United with their red dash, you say the red devils. The only thing that God has given as the identifying marker for the Christian is what? And I hope you will understand that in the things that I've shown you here, as you learn, you can force people, but let yourself be loved. Don't open up wounds that are unduly going to cause your brother to stumble. You count wealth as though it's the end of it all. But the richest man is the one that, as you saw there, is the one that has what? That, that, that needs least. I want you to redefine yourself. Redefine your expectations. Redefine all the things that say who you are. We will not always be with you. But the word of God stands there to begin to show to you what counts in the times in which we are. So, so my, my dear friends, all of us reading it together. So my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. Stop! Because I said again, the greatest idol is who? You! Me! And I want us to take this seriously. Every step that I'm taking, every decision that I'm reaching, am I worshiping me here? Or am I following him who asked me to give, me to give him pleasure? We need to tell ourselves this. I spoke maybe harshly, but I hope it wasn't harsh when I spoke to the sisters yesterday. And it's good for all of you who are not present. For your own sakes, get a copy of it. And listen, and those who are present, listen to it over and over and over until the spirit of the word sinks in your heart and you can leave it. Let's start again. So, my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You are reasonable people. Decide for yourselves if what I am saying is true. When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, 
Are we share, aren't we sharing the blood of Christ? When we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are what? One body. Think about Israel. Thank you. Think about this and the manner of your conduct in this place towards one another when we are not in this place. What is it that bonds us? What do we share? What ties us together? What are we pursuing? I pray that the Lord will reveal himself to you more. And in the same manner as Paul prayed, which was the eye-opener for me, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with you. Because if we miss it, oh, what agony of having known and not making it. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time on another episode of Voice of Restoration. If you want further information on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.